What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Underanalyzed. We took a break. We're back, and we're better than ever. We hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. Ate lots of turkey, uh, pies, mashed potatoes. What are some other good Thanksgiving foods? I don't know. Uh, uh, yams. Yams. Uh, like candied yams, you know? Gravy. Gravy. Hope you ate lots of gravy <laughs> just by itself. Just drink it. Just drink the gravy. Maybe gravy on the candied yams. I uh, was eating Thanksgiving Canceled. leftovers. And I just used like the turkey drippings to make the gravy, which was delicious. But it's just coagulated turkey fat in the refrigerator. Like it's a solid. You could spread it on toast, which honestly would probably be pretty good. But uh, that sounds pretty good. It's a little gross. I made a turkey gravy cranberry sandwich. It was actually really good. Dude, throw a little stuffing on that too. Mm. It's so good. Stuffing's so good. Yeah, it's underrated. Stovetop stuffing specifically. I actually agree with that. That's a great take, Jake. We're on fire already, man. This is awesome. Uh, (laughs) Before we dive into what's going on in the NBA, we're going to start out with our tip-off. Jared, what's new in curses? I'm not a big superstitious guy, for those who know me. I'm not really into jinxes. That is a joke. I am extremely into jinxes. (laughs) As you should be. As 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 everyone should be. It's not real, but it's real. It is real. Um, It is real. uh, I've been to two Jazz games this year. And the Jazz have lost two home games this year, I believe. I don't think we've played another one. Maybe we've played since. Anyways, I went to two home games, and we've lost both of them. Only two games that we've lost at home this entire year. And I'm afraid to go to another game. Also, I'm kind of excited, because if I keep on going to games, maybe we actually will get the Wembenyama. Um, But it is... That's actually true. Yeah. I literally texted you in the first quarter of that game when we were losing. I said, this loss is on you. And everyone's like, well, aren't you kind of happy? They, like, everyone I talked to you about it, aren't you happy that they lost? I was like, no. Like, when I'm there, I want them to win. <laughs> the lose. Like, really? I want to get... like the environment of a losing <laughs> team, like with fans in a stadium. Yeah, and I'm kind of an old man watch the games. And, like, I fold my arms kind of thing and just kind of flinch over and look at it. Like, I'm not a huge, like, cheer. Look disgruntled. Like, right, like... So, and when we we're doing horrible, it's even um, even more disgruntled. But it was good. We lost to the Pistons, um, and they're the second worst team in the league. And then we lost to the Knicks, and the Knicks. I hate the Knicks. So it was good. <laughs> um, and it was on my birthday too. So it was nice. <laughs> a little cherry on top of a birthday. All around a great night. But anyways, versus are back. Here's what we should do. We should send you to every single Jazz game. We'll lose every single game. We'll go, what are we, 12 wins, 12 and 70, quick math. Um, we'll have the best odds to get Victor Wembanyama, and then you can't watch the the lottery, and that's how it all evens out. It'll be perfect. Yeah, there is a, if we have a really high pick, I don't know if I can watch the lottery, because I feel like if I watch it, something will, we will get like the third pick or something. Like no, we'll, we'll unveil it to you on a podcast. And you'll have no idea, and we get to announce it. That'll be cool. That'll be a lot of fun. I like that idea. Okay. That sounds great. Have fun at uh, the rest of the Jazz games this year. What's new in BYU football? Breaking news. Tonight, Elisa Tuiaki, BYU's defensive coordinator, resigned, quote-unquote. I know. We're all so sad. We love his defense. No, all kidding aside, he uh, his defense has been painful to watch this year, but he seems like a really nice guy, and I hope that uh, 
you know, he finds something fast and I don't know, it's kind of weird to root for somebody to lose their job because generally I root for, you know, people to be happy and things to go well, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy about this. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not sad at all. The BYU's football, like the defense is, I don't know, out of 130 teams, they're like 130th. Like, <laughs> like they are That's like good. historic, historically bad this year, and it's the main reason we've lost like three games. And there's a huge difference between 10 and two and seven and five. So, uh, it is a very good thing that. But I mean, tough for him, I guess. But... I don't watch football very often, nor do I watch BYU very often. But the I've watched one game, like actually most of it, one BYU game, and even for me, it was pretty clear the defense was was pretty rough. Well, the good the good news is it's only taken us seven years to uh, figure this out, so uh, <laughs> we're very on top of things in Provo. Well, not really because the honor code, but. Um, we we are oh, fast nice. acting. I'll go with that one. How's that? Whoa, it's pretty good. It feels worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find these defensive rec uh, stats. I'm they are impossible to find. But anyways, we're historically horrible. A quick a quick summary for our listeners out there. Um, the staple of BYU's defense has been drop eight, right? Which means there are eleven players on the defense. Eight of those guys will drop back and defend the pass, which means there are only three guys to rush the quarterback. So the quarterback essentially has five blockers in front of him to deal with three guys, a.k.a. he's got all day to throw, and uh, you can't cover you know, indefinitely. So eventually somebody gets open. Uh, BYU makes opposing quarterbacks look really, really good, and uh, that leads to BYU losing a lot of games. And it's really, really frustrating because, one, it's boring to watch, but two, I mean, they just march right down the field, and sometimes we uh, hold them to a field goal, and that's a victory for us. But, you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm getting heated right now, tired of watching it. But <laughs> long story short, he's gone. He's going to be a fantastic coach somewhere else. I hope he does really, really well somewhere else. And uh, I'm very excited to see who BYU goes with um, for their new defensive coordinator. Also, since Sam's not here, uh, the University of Utah, Somehow got into the Pac-12 championship yep. by some miracle. Oregon State beat Oregon. They had four four games had to go their way for them to be able to make it. UCLA, UCLA had to lose. Um, Oregon had to lose. They had to win. And USC, I think, had to win. Something like that. Anyways, some long shot thing, and they made it. So it's it's good. Good for Utah. Super happy that things work out for them. <laughs> when you're living right on and off the field, magic happens. Am I right, Austin Collie? He just texted me. He said, I'm right. Anyways, uh, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> moving on. We're in, As a podcast, we are all, are all, of course, rooting against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, Not true. I will. Over USC? I might. Uh, yeah. I'll go uh, Utah over USC. What? I hate USC. I do. Why? I'm a UCLA guy. What? I will root for any team from Utah. He's a UCLA guy because he is LA. You know USC is in LA, right? Yeah, it's a trashy part of LA. Oh. Yeah. I went to both campuses a bunch, and I like UCLA. It's more stuck up. It's nice. Kind of my okay. vibe. Okay. That makes sense. Um, well, I guess I'm in the minority then because I am cheering hard against against Utah. 
fight on. Okay, well, that's going to be on fight on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, moving on. The Jazz Weekly Recap. I, we started it. I can never say it right. The Jazz Recap. Jazz I thought it was, it was a review or is it a recap? Recap, review. Both are fine. Both acceptable. I just can't say weekly in front of it because that's where the W comes from and review or recap, but I keep saying the weekly recap and it makes me sound like I don't know that it's actually recap. Anyways, how the Jazz have done. Uh, since our last podcast, the Jazz have gone 2-7. and seven. Their overall record is now 12-10, and 10, 12 wins, 10 losses. We have lost four straight, and the Jazz dropped from the first seed in the West all the way down to eighth place, but they are only two and a half games back from the one seed Suns. So it's not as bad as it sounds, but we are losing like we all kind of expected at the beginning of season of the season. So Jared, what is going on in Utah? We came back to reality. Um, we had all of our players realize that they're everyone's they scraps. Yeah. We realized they realized like, Oh, I just got traded as long as five other players for one player. Like they just, everyone just threw them all in. Um, so they're not great. I don't begin with, we're super well coached and, Basketball is a lot of averages in a lot of ways. So it's, we won a lot of games. We shouldn't have won the beginning and we're just averaging out. We should, hopefully, we'll probably keep around this trend and be below 500, I would guess. But um, also having Conley out hasn't hasn't helped because we have, feel like we have no one who can bring up the ball consistently. It's kind of painful sometimes to watch. I feel like that's kind of the, the biggest thing is lack of Mike Conley. It's very apparent just in the flow of the offense. And I mean, like, yeah, Colin Sexton had like a career high in assists one game, but like, I don't know, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson running your offense 100% of the time is just, oh. it. yeah, it's hard to get a flow going. You know, Mike Conley just kind of conducts traffic out there and knows what's He just brings on, such so. a, like a calm presence, right? Like yeah. he just like, he's seen everything. He knows what's going on. Knows when yeah. to get people involved. It's not just like the numbers with Mike. It's, I mean, he just how he just manages everything altogether. And Young Bull and uh, like Clarkson can't really do that too much. So, but I mean, I like to see him just charge up at the top of the key. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's good. And I mean, honestly, it's. We're not too sad about it. It was nice to high at the beginning of the year, but this is more reality. Yeah. And it's still fun to see like us play together. We're still they still play together really well for the most part. We yeah. had some off nights from players and we're missing some guys, so it kinda makes sense. Yeah, and I think this is a good thing how I mean obviously we're not trying to lose, but it's not a bad thing that, that we're losing, like you said. Um, but I think the fast start will actually prove pretty important in the long run. Uh, just because the players now, when, you know, at some point we're going to have a new identity, you know, we're going to hopefully hit on some draft picks and build around the core that we have. And they can then look back and say, look, this is what it can look like when things are going well, right? It's, it's hard to say, Hey, we can be good when it's always been bad, but when it's been good and then it gets bad, it's easy to say, look, it was good at one point we have this potential, right? So I think that the yeah. fast start is pretty important. Yeah, and it's it's like because the fast start was a surprise, it's not going to be like a huge downer that we're losing now, right? It's not going to just destroy team morale. 
You know, like the past three years of of the Jazz have been where like anytime we, well, every time we lost in the playoffs, it was just, you know, an extra dagger into that team. Exactly. And uh, ultimately that's kind of what, what blew it up. But uh, yeah, with this, I think another important thing is showed is that Will Hardy is a legit coach, which is important Mm -hmm. not only just for like the league, but for players being willing to play for Will Hardy, right? He showed he can get players to buy in uh, to his system and they can be successful with, with what he has. And there was new stuff, right? There were, there were quotes from other, I can't remember exactly who it was. There was a quote from another, uh, another coach that was like, Will Hardy was doing things that have, haven't been seen in the NBA, just like the schemes he was running with marketing and Olenek. And that could be just the personnel, you know, like, how many times have you had two seven footers that can handle the ball and shoot uh, on the same team, you know, and just kind of the stuff you do with them. So, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really encouraging to hear, honestly, like, and he's so young, which is crazy that mm-hmm. he's this good, but I mean, having the coach of the future in place, cause we have him on a five year deal. I want to say right now, um, having that he's there for this entire rebuild or or whatever you want to call it um is 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 huge and for him to already prove himself after 20 or almost 20 games now or 22 games is is pretty impressive so i'm overall optimistic where we're at and um hopefully we can just beat some good teams and lose to some bad teams that's a good deal we found our guy which is which is important because there are a lot of teams still trying to figure that out (laughs) In LA. Lowry Marketing, our guy. Yeah. Our I heard guy. Found... I love Lowry. Lowry, future all star. Is Lowry a Hall of Famer? What do you think? He might be, man. He's got my vote. It's never too early to to start talking about it. <laughs> That's true. We'll start uh we'll start the campaign. Uh any final thoughts on Utah, guys? Uh again, like even though we were winning, I I'm okay losing, so it's it's just really fun to watch still. Because like even though, at least the games I watched, I wasn't able to watch last night, so I'm not sure. But most of the games are still really competitive. We're still in the games, yeah. right? It's not like we're just getting absolutely demolished now every game. So it's still really fun to watch. Um, there are some obvious painful mistakes by people, and just like you know, where we have like 80 turnovers in a row. Uh, yeah. Or like just like really bad defensive miscues and stuff like that, but it's just it's a lot of fun to watch, still. Right, and I mean with having a new coach and almost completely new roster, like these those kind of mistakes were to be expected, anyways. Like even if it, mm-hmm. we were contending, like having that kind of turnover is uh, pretty uncommon in NBA to have only like four returning players on a fifteen man roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, overall, we we're doing pretty good. We're a lot of good positive pieces. What do you guys What do you guys think about the jerseys now? I mean, it was easy to like them when we were winning. Are they still <laughs> growing on us? Are we still okay with them, Jared? You probably still hate them. Uh, the black and yellow are growing on me. The white and yellow make me want to slip my eyes. Out. To put it delicately. Slip like them out. Slip them out. You know, those little slips. Like, yeah, exactly. Just a little. 
pop them out. Yeah, it's hard for me to watch with those ones. But I mean, the the throwback, the purple ones, always are good, and it always yeah. Sense. The um, warm ups for those ones are dope this year. Looks like yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at still. The so, only ones I I don't like are the all yellow ones. Those ones are kind of hard to see. The white is fine because it's like white. Like it looks like it looks like an AAU jersey still. So like it's like, not it's not amazing, but it's not bad. The yellow ones are like okay, this looks kind of not great. I forgot about Christian's the all yellow frowning, ones. So yeah. Christian loves the all yellow ones. <laughs> I I don't really? love them. I no, I don't love them. I I think that they look good. They're they're definitely my least favorite. Right. I like I do like the whites. The black ones I think are sweet. Um, the yellows, they can look pretty rough, especially depending on who we're playing, right? Like mm-hmm. if we're playing the Suns and they're in their, on their orange court, that's, that's yeah. a rough look, but turns out that, uh, highlighter yellow clashes, but with everything, weird. with, with everything, but no, I, I do still like him. Let's move on West. Make, make like the pioneers and move West. Get it? It's pretty good. <laughs> Western conference standings. Um, Turns out there really aren't any good teams in the West. I mean, the Western Conference standings right now, Phoenix Suns at 13-6, and six, Denver Nuggets 12-7, and seven, followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, LA Clippers, Sacramento Kings, Trailblazers, Jazz. Um, out of those guys that I just I just named, are there any content? I mean, even outside those, those teams. But the Mavericks, who we thought would be good, uh, they're in the 11th seed. The Lakers are the 13th seed. And, I mean, nobody's... The, the defending champions are 11 and 10 right now. What what's going on? Like, are, is there a legit contender in the West? Like, somebody has to come out. Um, I think the only one. Well, yeah, somebody's going to come out, obviously. And I honestly think it will be between Golden State and Denver this yeah. year. Sure. Uh, I think Golden State will be fine. You know, the clay is starting to get back to. Not old clay, but not bad clay. Uh, contributing, and like nobody else in the West, like I don't trust Phoenix. I trust Phoenix to win a lot of regular season games, and they'll be high in the the standings by the end of the season. But I don't trust them in the playoffs. Uh, so yeah, Denver is really the only one. Denver and uh, Golden State. Yeah, I I believe in Denver. Uh, they're my preseason number one seed. Um, so I think they'll do great. Like I said, Golden State, they have Steph Curry and the system in place. You just have to get over Draymond punching Jordan Poole in the face. Yeah. And that actually, like, I think that actually caused a lot of issues for a good reason. Yeah. Um, another yeah. potential would be Memphis, if healthy, but they haven't really been healthy all year. Surprise, Memphis always struggles with health, but Jaws been out for a couple games and Desmond Bain, my fantasy player, uh, has been out forever. So that's just kind of nice. <laughs> um, so, but it, there's a lot of parody. And I don't, it, it's kind of cool to see, like, you don't really know who's going to come out. Um, mm. Whereas in the East, it's, there's a couple teams you feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll get there I, next, I, baby. I, I try, to, try to hold back after I realized that in your face that Jared, shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can leave all that out. Yeah, I think the Western Conference is – I have the same feelings about the NFC Conference and the NFL – NFC Conference – and the NFC and the NFL as I do with the Western Conference. There are a lot of teams that 
you know, if you told me they're going to make the Super Bowl or they'll make the NBA Finals, I would say, yeah, I believe you. But I could also say with each and every one of those teams, they won't make it because of this big flaw. And so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And it's kind of weird to look where, like, the Grizzlies are the three seed right now, and they're they're twelve and eight, right? They've won sixty percent of their games, which which isn't very good. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys kind of covered it. I I don't have additional thoughts. It's uh, it's gonna be fun to see and see. I mean, so Jake, from what I'm understanding with the Warriors, they're just kind of waiting for the playoffs, right? They're dealing with yeah. a lot of older bodies and load management, if you will. Absolutely, I think uh, Steph Curry is. I think probably this. I'm going to say the second best player in the league behind uh, behind Giannis. And uh, at least last, I mean, last playoffs, he showed that and last year. I mean, he's having and, one of his best years he's ever had. And he can, and he can, and has proven that he can carry a team, right? He can carry the Warriors uh, and they'll get to a decent record just like last year. And then, you know, be hot in the playoffs. So, I think they, I, they, they know what they're doing. Like I, I'm not. I don't think anybody's really worried about the Warriors, even with their slow start. All right. Second best player. That might be true. I'm trying to think. I mean, Kawhi's Kawhi's obviously ahead of him, right, Jared? <laughs> yeah, I chose him for my fantasy team, so he's doing really well, as you can imagine. I mean, like KD. I don't know. K, KD hasn't shown the same recently the same level of being able to carry a team he also doesn't have the same system that steph does so steph steph has a lot of advantages uh but just i mean that's part of the player i guess you know you could say jordan had a lot of advantages because of the system and players he was with but right um i mean Jokic is up there too and he does a lot more with a lot less i feel like i mean Jokic and there they're, they're still unproven, though, right? Like, Giannis has proved himself in the playoffs. Jokic has not. Embiid has not. Steph obviously has. So that's kind of why I would put him yeah. out of those two. Now, while we're talking about the Warriors, I would like to publicly apologize to all the thousands of our listeners about my take a couple weeks ago that this year's Golden State Warriors team <laughs> <laughs> was as talented as the pre-Kevin Durant Warriors, the one that, that won 73 games. Yeah, that was a tough one in the moment. <laughs> may, may, have, may have missed on that one. Time will tell. <laughs> but... Only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I make mistakes, believe it or not, and I will humbly, shoot, you know? Yeah, yeah, shoot or shoot, and I'll throw stuff out there that come to me in the moment all day. But... Schmidt, huh? New girl, um, underrated show. Dirt. Yeah, that is very true. Is it that underrated? is a good take. Uh, it is by my mother because we were watching it over Thanksgiving and uh, she had us turned off because this whole show is about looking for sex. So, uh, I mean, she's not wrong. That's <laughs> a pretty good take. Yeah, it is <laughs> but it accurate. is a really good show. Yeah, that's a very good show. For the record, again, that's not a shot at my mom. That's just the conversation that happened um, over Thanksgiving. Honestly, honestly, New Girl is my favorite show all the time. So, Pay for it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's Play a top it. five for me. Yeah. Save your chest, Jake. Yeah. yeah save my <laughs> chest. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm processing that one. Well, that we'll save that for the off season. But 
that's uh <laughs> I don't know if I agree, but I don't know if I disagree. So let's move east like um shoot, what's the opposite of a pioneer? Opposite of a pioneer. Yeah, you know, because pioneers um, moved west. Who moved man? east? The Californians, because they're all leaving California and moving east. There we go. Currently, that was yeah. a that was a tough one. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. All right, we can we can cut all this out. <laughs> this no, is we're leaving this out. trying too hard. Eastern Conference Finals, or e excuse me, Eastern Conference standings. Uh, standing sitting at the top, three teams: the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, Cleveland Cavaliers. To me, those are the three contenders. You can maybe throw the 76ers in there right now, but they're sitting at the sixth seed. The Pacers. The Pacers are keeping pace. Jazz of the East. Jazz of the East. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But realistically, at this point in the season, Celtics, Bucks, Cavaliers, those are really the three contenders. I think the Celtics and the Bucks are a step ahead of the Cavs, but I would not be surprised to see the Cavs come out of the East. Thoughts, mm. Jake? Yeah. The Cavs are really good. But watch, I've I've been watching them a lot because of crush on Donovan Mitchell. Um, but it's just they're they're they don't have the same chemistry yet, right? Because they're you mm -hmm. know Donovan really changed how they run everything. Uh, and plus, their big guy, well, Jared Allen specifically has injury stuff fairly. So he has him on his <laughs> <laughs> right. So he he misses games, and so I just there is chemistry, but. I feel like Donovan Mitchell has the best chemistry with Kevin Love somehow. Uh, maybe because he new drives and, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. And Kevin Love, uh, it looks familiar. No, Kevin Love just sits there and shoots, right? So, um, yeah, I the Cavs definitely could make the leap, but I think it, I think it'll take at least another year for them to be true contenders. But I, I think they have all the pieces they need. Well. If they replace Karis Levert with somebody a step above and as like a better, a better defender, yeah, if they replace the Karis Levert with 2013 LeBron James, <laughs> I think they'd be great. They might have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you know, Karis Levert for like, man, I can't. <laughs> it's sad when I thought of defensive guards or wings, I thought of Tony Snell. <laughs> <laughs> The one one or zero 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 in twenty seven minutes. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but just like like a McCall Bridges type, you know, yeah. if they replaced Karis Levert or somebody like that, you know, not somebody that's necessarily an all star, but that's a step above defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, then I think they're legit multi year contender because they're really young. Putting a team together, like team building, is a complicated process. It's not about all having the right pieces there. It's, chemistry is such a huge piece of it, and the only way to get chemistry is just time. So I, I completely agree. They need they're a year away to be of real contenders, but it's it's cool to see them when they do play. Like the more they play together, they have finally uh, get more of a rhythm. They'll be they're dangerous, and they'll make a big run this off season. But mm. or this uh, post season, but yeah, it's a uh, it's. It is. They are a very interesting team. They're very young, and uh, besides Love, who is yeah. a thousand years old, um, besides him, uh, yeah, they're they're really young, really exciting. Donovan Mitchell is playing a lot better. He's cooled off a little bit from the beginning. Uh, he's, still he's still playing really great, exciting. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and obviously it's um, it's a big part because uh, what oh my Darius Garland isn't hurt anymore, right? He kind of exploded. Well, mm -hmm. 
the majority oh, of the offense. Fun, yeah, exactly. Um, but looking at their schedule really quick, I mean, obviously we're 20 games in, so we're uh, making mountains out of molehills, if you will. They had a five-game stretch uh, a couple weeks ago where they lost all five. But looking at these games, they had three road games in a row in California, which, I mean, coming from the East, that's a tough thing. Um especially when you're young, you know? So aside from those five games, I mean, they've got a really, really solid record. Um, another thing to keep your eye on, they're eight and one at home. So uh, mm. Cleveland is, uh, turns out has a pretty passionate NBA fan base. A Q center. The only other team that I might, not, I wouldn't add to contenders, so that's not the list we're doing. But I think the Hawks could actually make some noise in the playoffs. They've been playing pretty good recently. Um, Clint Capella yeah, looks like 2017 Clint Capella again, which yeah. is really good for Trey and Dejounte. Uh, but yeah, if I think if they keep meshing well, then they could make noise in the playoffs again, like they did a couple years ago. But not title contenders, so yeah, kind of a bummer about Capella because a couple years ago in NBA 2K, I would always trade Gobert for him because he actually could play <laughs> offense and. Uh, <laughs> The Jazz with uh, Capella and Donovan Mitchell, we ran the West, baby. We ran the West. Uh, any final thoughts on the West, or excuse me, the Eastern Conference? Um, Celtics are very good without, like even with all their turnover they've had, hmm. they are very good. Tatum looks like he took another step, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, they're going to be very difficult to beat. And the Bucks are the Bucks. Yeah. I was going to say, once the Bucks get uh, Joe Ingles and Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton first, obviously, but I think Joe, I think Joe Ingles will be really important to their second unit, just like running yeah. stuff. Cause it's like, once Drew Holiday is out, it's like Bobby Portis is playmaking, you know? So it's, uh, it's kind rough. of a, yeah, it's kind of tough playmaking wise without uh, Drew. So I think Joe Ingles will make a big difference there. And obviously Chris Middleton as well, but he's more, going to be with the starters primarily. Do you remember when Bobby Portis was the best player on the Bulls for like a season and a half? I remember when he just punched yeah, everyone in the yeah, face. Yeah, remember, remember when he destroyed <laughs> Nikola Mirotic, like actually broke his face? Uh, good times. Nikola left the NBA. Good time. Now he's gone. Uh, if you had to pick seven-game series right now today, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, who do you pick? Uh, I go Bucks. Bucks in seven. Today, right? Everybody's today. Oh, today. Well, I'll go not. Celtics. So we're saying everybody's right. healthy or no? We'll we'll like say everybody's healthy. Middleton? Yeah. Yeah, Bucks then. Oh, I guess everyone healthy on the Celtics too. Then I'll go Celtics. I don't know why. I feel it's recency bias because they were just in the finals, but Adam is playing unbelievable, and so Jalen also took a jump as well. So yeah, the guard yeah. plays much better. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Serious, I would go Milwaukee, mostly because I like Giannis a lot. That's the only reason. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Our uh, Michael Jordan of the week, the Goat of Goats, uh, f- most famous for his push-off of Brian Russell in uh, the 1998 uh, NBA Finals. Uh, our two th- our, I keep Most famous for that, 100%. Most famous for that, yep. Um, our Michael Jordan of the week is uh, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> that sounds like... You should be struck down for saying that. Um, <laughs> but, sure. yes, Pat Bev is the Michael Jordan of the Week 
because he shoved DeAndre Ayton. Um, and he got suspended for three games, I believe. So uh, I don't think the Lakers would be too hurt. Um, They're not going to miss his three-point shooting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when a- AR-15 fell to the floor, Austin Reeves, uh, Ayton stood above him. And then Beverly like ran over, just knocked him down. And it, like in the back. I, I like, feel like, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I've obviously never talked to DeAndre Ayton, as surprising as that is. Um, Very surprising. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know him, but he seems like a nice guy. I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't imagine him like, basically standing over anybody. <laughs> yeah. He plays too many video games and does other recreational activities. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. Obviously, overreaction by Pat Bev, and probably overreaction by the league. But they they like made a statement where it's like, this is uh you know not only for this act but everything else. So, um, and Darvin Ham, you know, isn't mad at him. He's protecting his teammate. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Right. You know, for three, he so he suspended three games. His pay for three games was like quarter million dollars, something like that. Yeah. Pat which Bev. I was, which I was like, oh, what a that is insane that he makes that much money and he's like, not that good at basketball anymore. Yeah. Like, side money. note, side note on the Lakers. I don't want to jinx him, but AD is starting to play like AD again. He's looking really good. I mean, almost, almost like, like you see him slipping, which I help people up. He's just trying to get injured. It's like baby bands are on ice. Yeah, he literally is just, oh my gosh. Every time he does anything, it's the scariest thing in the world. If he jumps, it's just terrifying. Yeah. Poor AD. Um, Last comment on Patrick Beverly. Uh, There's a post on Reddit that I saw that actually has been deleted because apparently it's one of the only things that is against the rules in the NBA subreddit. But a a website called thesportsrush.com captured it for me. Patrick Beverly is statistically the worst player in the NBA. He's averaging four points a game, four rebounds, three assists on 26% uh, shooting, 24% from three. His PER is 5.3, and his uh, advanced stats, his PER is second worst in basketball. Field goal percentage is the worst <laughs> in basketball. So, What's his plus minus? Uh, dead last. Nice. Awesome. So there you go. Uh, Patrick I'll Beverly. So the Lakers, like I said, the Lakers are going to miss him. Michael Jordan of the week. Worst player (laughs) in the league. Patrick. Beverly. Jared, final thoughts. Um, I I knew you were going to. I should have thought about this earlier. Um, (laughs) I I have eaten, like, probably most of everyone else. I have eaten so much last, like, three days. Just nonstop. Um. I need to like go detox for like uh, a week. Juice I just, like I need a juice cleanse and tapeworm, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> I've, I've eaten like so much. I'm just like yeah, it's Thanksgiving, like whatever. Like pop another thing in my mouth. But anyways, I feel kind of gross, so I need to go figure that out. Dude, I I have a friend who does a juice cleanse. His name's Kobe. Uh, he says he listens to this podcast. And if you do, Kobe, if you're listening. Porcupine is the secret code. You have to say that to me the next time I see you, or else I know that you aren't actually listening to this podcast. Jake, final thoughts. Um, I'm with Jared. I have 
like three whole pies almost sitting in my fridge and I'm the only one in my family that eats pies. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been gorging myself. I love pie. So it's, it's not, I mean, it's a bad thing, but not a bad thing. Um, but I have picked up a new unnecessary and expensive hobby, which is building mechanical keyboards for no apparent <laughs> reason. Uh, because on a whim, I saw a video of somebody who built a mechanical keyboard and it looked really cool and fun. So now I'm going to try it out. So, you know, here's two expensive, unnecessary hobbies. I love cheers. it. What, what kind of, cheers. What kind of pies do you have? Uh, banana cream, oh, lime, and pumpkin. Costco pumpkin. So it's like the equivalent of three pumpkin. regular pumpkin pies. <laughs> that's, that's a big pumpkin. That's like a Cinderella pumpkin. <laughs> Yeah. On fire with these references today. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> banana cream pie is yes. I'll take like one one. Everyone's taking but like I would choose that a million times over any other. Yeah. Time. Like yep. it's just unbelievable. So good. Also, yeah, banana cream pie is my number one, and pumpkin is my number two. So, uh, it's it's kind of tough. Or just eat pie all the time. I'm a I'm personally a chocolate pecan pie guy. Also very good. Phenomenal. I have never had it. I need I have had pecan pie, but not chocolate pecan, and that sounds it is, incredible. Dude. It is fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, my final thought. Uh, I told Jake this uh, a couple. I don't know, like a week ago. I have a goal to reach a certain weight, which is six pounds heavier than my current weight. Uh, weighed myself uh, Thanksgiving evening, and I am officially half a pound away from my weight. <laughs> Hey. Who knows if that's still true, but uh, we get found on Thanksgiving, I guess, is, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. You've definitely left most of that in the toilet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> that's going to be TMI. I'm not putting that out there. I'll tell <laughs> you guys later. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys later. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. Well, we'll be more consistent. We're back. Uh, we've got some new ideas for the pod, so stay tuned, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Later. Bye.